All right, I press record. You're six minutes late. Uh, yeah, I started to read it. I don't. Th- I don't think I need lectures from you on who's late for these things. Hey, you're only as good as your last game, and you just lost. All right, we're getting started here on the roundtable. I'm Fletcher Page. Wow, I'm becoming the host here. Now you're the host. Would you sell an ad? Butch Jones give you your money or something? No, we're going to talk about Butch Jones uh, here a little bit later. Uh, I, like, I, like, I like how you're just taking this thing by the reins. Go ahead, boy. What What is it they call? I'm going to sit back and eat my yogurt. Butch is a snowflake. Um, I don't that, know what that means. That term, I'm right? still confused by all that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'll put Butch in the same category as uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Just extremely confused and trying to deflect. <laughs> um so why don't you start us off by why don't you give me the game is long gone I know it's been forty eight hours and uh, give me I did not get to watch uh, any of the game I, I watched mm-hmm. Kentucky choke against Florida. Oh, you're so angry! I think that means we have a two or three week moratorium on the cats. Yeah, well, no, we'll we'll not be talking about the cats for the rest of the season as it related to them. The only the only reason why Georgia fans would want to hear about them is if. That matchup in November would have been, you know, maybe for the East. I, I think still Kentucky's physical. Anyway, give me one sentence, one or two sentences about the takeaway from that game. Uh, Georgia State? Yep. I got two words for you, boy. Just two. Total domination. Yeah, and it looked like it was the kind of domination that uh, Georgia fans probably wanted to see. That, that physical, just... <laughs> yeah defensive, take a lot of pride in Roquan Smith, just killing it. He played well, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think uh, State had, uh, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, I think State had um, fewer than 200 yards entering in the fourth quarter. And you just, you know, you can't win football games that way. You can't do it, Fletcher. It's not going to work. And I, I, I mean – I really, uh, <clears throat> heading into that game, I thought it was going to be one of their more difficult games. And as the weekend went on, it realized, I realized it's going to be one of their three or four most difficult games. Because, you know, I think at Notre Dame was challenging. I think Georgia Tech will be challenging in Atlanta. I think Auburn will be challenging. And I think State was relatively challenging. The way Florida and the balls have looked, man. I, I'm just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm not saying I don't take them seriously. Georgia is legitimately a top eight team in the country. Um, they are a quasi threat to Alabama to win this league. They are not going to lose the East, and they they showed why the other night. Yeah, this is the worst Florida team I've seen in some time. Um, maybe, well, I guess most champs last year, but um, yeah. I think that for me, going into the Notre Dame game, all you heard about was Notre Dame's offensive line and how Georgia's going to have a hard time. Um, and the, I think what I will remember about that Notre Dame game moving forever forward is Bellamy and um, Lorenzo Lorenzo um, forcing fumbles and sacking the quarterback. And then for Mississippi State, going in, it was all about Nick Fitzgerald, dual threat, State being physical, being able to run the ball, and I think the image that I will have in my head of that game will be Roquan absolutely destroying him on a play, and that's just that's in the first quarter. Yeah, and that's just sort of the way that I'll remember those games. So, 
you don't always remember what was going in, uh, but you certainly remember coming out. And I mean, rightfully so. These are not indictments of, you know, but they're rightful questions. These questions are answered, especially at this time of the year. Going to Notre Dame, uh, an offensive line like Notre Dame, a playmaker like Nick Fitzgerald, it's right to ask these questions. But Georgia has answered them um, in a positive way so far, and I do think they're certainly in the conversation now to be in those top four teams. Top. Top four, yeah. I think they're in the conversation to be in the playoff. Well, here, okay. But. Look, I think, uh, go ahead. All right, all right. There's a but on that. Is that. Because I, I, I want to be able to talk during this podcast as well. Well, you, I know. I'm sorry. I'm no, go ahead. Well, I think. I got you on a roll here. Maybe you'll give the offensive line a compliment. Yeah, I'm going to have to. There's really no way for me to wiggle out and be negative about them now um, after the, after looking at the, the score and everything. I think the only problem, like, again, for Georgia is like Clemson has just got it, it seems, smooth sailing in terms of the rankings and what's going on. Uh, Oklahoma, they're going to have to play Oklahoma State. But Georgia's biggest issue, I guess, as it relates to the playoff, to the conversation about the playoff is, is Alabama. That They're in front of them. They're, they'll have to play them. Uh, Always have to. I mean, those other teams don't get that bye. I mean, excuse me, they, they get a bye in the quarterfinals, essentially, as it relates to who the top team they're playing. And there's, I mean, Oklahoma can't, they can't help their schedule. They went out and scheduled Ohio State. Clemson, they, they went out and scheduled Auburn. They play South Carolina every year. They can't change the South Carolina game. Uh, USC, um, I'm trying to remember Fletcher. I mean, they got Notre Dame every year. I'm trying to remember the. I think they play nine conference games. They can only do what they do. But and they could have you dub in their way. But you know, for Georgia and anybody in the conference, they've either got Bama in the in the quarters or the Sweet 16, and there's just no avoiding it. Let me let me say this real quick, and I'll let you talk about them being in the top four, which is that which is that Mississippi State. Mississippi State entered the game with a hundred. Yeah, excuse me, entered the up. fourth quarter with a hundred. <laughs> we had. Four, I got, got, got a five second yeah. show. Hold on, hold on, hold on, That's Audrey. I'm doing this right now, sweet girl. Okay. We, we had running a, the sh- running your football right. team out there. Okay, but we had a really good game plan coming into it, and then old Roquan Smith punched me straight in the mouth, yeah. and I had I, I couldn't figure out what to do next. We were going to talk. We had our game plan about Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. No, a little bit. Sure. There's not a lot of discipline in, in your locker room. They entered the fourth quarter state with 157 yards. The score at that point, uh, Fletcher, was 31 to three. And you, you just you you can't you can't win football games unless you're getting punt returns for touchdowns and defensive scores. You cannot win games. At 50 yards a quarter. I mean, that, that's nearly, that's kind of like, um, like you can almost poop your way to 25 yards a quarter and, and not even get first downs. So You've got an interesting way of explaining things. In terms of top four, I'm not totally sure I'm ready for that yet. Um, I mean, I think, I think clearly Alabama, clearly Oklahoma, I want to say clearly Clemson. I would like for Clemson to play better at times when they're playing these home games like they do. But Georgia's Georgia's rolling along pretty good. Oklahoma State's got to have defense. They're not out of it. And in the Big Ten, you know, Penn State winning on the last play of the game is not inspiring, but it counts. On the road. 
Yeah, sometimes you got to do that. Man. This ain't going to work. I'm going to cut. We're going to have to cut you from the team. Can you can you hear me? I thought I muted it. Oh, I can hear I can hear everything. All she does is scream at me, man. It's really bad. Well, you deserve it. And just give me one more second here while I try to satisfy the demon in my life. <laughs> God almighty, she just dictates everything. She's a little saving. No, man. I mean, I I think you got like the gate. I just have no confidence in the Gators at all. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, they are they are two plays. Georgia is probably two plays from being three and one. The Gators are two plays from being zero and three. Right. Yeah. It's, Kentucky really blew it. They were up thirteen in the third quarter, up ten in the fourth quarter. Um. This is why the that that game is why the you want to talk about the past and things yeah. just things just yeah. happen uh, in that series. Thirty one times in a row they've lost to Florida. And I, you know what, man? I, I needed Kentucky to keep winning so that way I could keep talking about them on here. It's tough to talk about them now. Yeah, but I think it's it, they're going to be – I think they've shown here that they're a pretty physical team. Vanderbilt, ooh. <laughs> Poor Vanderbilt. I just don't know why you ever poke the bear. Vanderbilt should never poke anything. They should never poke any kind of animal, but you certainly not the grizzly bear that is Alabama. Um, Vandy's doing can, can, let me ask you this: Can Vanderbilt beat Florida down there? Yeah, I mean, in the East, you take. Uh, I think any team can probably beat any team, uh, maybe outside of Georgia, um, Missouri. Oh my gosh, I don't even count them. They don't count. That's that's. My, they, honestly, they might be there. I want to. You know what? I would be more interested in is. I'm sure it's out there. I like the top four for the playoff. I'd like a bottom four. I don't know what we'd call it. I'd like to keep up with the bottom fours because I've, I've covered an Illinois football program that flirted with not <laughs> just the bottom four, but certainly the bottom of the floor. I, Missouri is, I think, the worst Power Five team, right? Syracuse is pretty bad. No, Syracuse is better. Then, then I mean, than Missouri. I'm not sure where Oregon State. I mean, those Arizona schools can be pretty bad. Although no. they both have had some. I'm talking about right now today. I don't care about the past. I'm talking. About I am talking bad. about right now today. I'm talking about Syracuse is bad. Like man. if we put Missouri, it's, Purdue, it's, a, uh, it's a neutral I, site game. And they play. And they play whoever you want to bring. I will take Tucker. whoever you bring. Yeah, I think Tucker would probably beat them. Well, not. Get into that high school. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about White County where you grew up, but Tucker can't beat seven A schools, so don't bring him up here. I don't know about that now. I'm just kidding. I got mad respect for Tucker. I was just trying to hurt your feelings, and I I had diss Tucker to do it. What are you doing with the quarterbacks? That's all I need. About people are just going to fast forward to this part of this this podcast. What What are you doing there? I mean, I, I don't I don't think Jacob is going to be available to play this week. So let's say you win at Tennessee. Well, I'd heard that Jacob was uh, had already lost a job last week. I was watching. So ES- you, I was watching so the you, ESPN, um, <laughs> and some guy with um, crazy hair uh, said that uh, Jacob Eason already lost a job. Are you Are you listening to me? Or are you back distracted? Are you not putting up with my sarcasm? You're you You're off. How how long, how how many times? I mean. Did, did you read everything I wrote to you? 
Yeah, you read it. Just to me, you haven't published that yet? No, no, not yet. But by the time this comes out, it might be published. Don't I you think... That's the no, people no, no. let them know that I edit your shit and make it better before you put it don't out you, to the public. Don't you, don't you think that an, an entity like ESPN owes its viewers... Don't you think any um, entity owes its, its readers or viewers or... It's, it's listeners. Don't you think they owe them the truth as they know it? Uh, a reality-based view on things. I mean, how, how can you go up there? And, and that program only gets uh, it gets fewer than a million viewers. But that's still a million viewers. And there's probably 100 or maybe 800 Georgia people that are watching that Friday night game. Listening to Jesse Palmer. Him saying that they have basically picked Fromm over Eason without the notion that Jacob is not back yet. Now that's a pretty, that's not a distinction without a difference. That's a pretty big distinction right there. You can't act like Fromm was available and then they picked, excuse me, you can't act like Jacob was available and they picked Jake. I mean, that's not what happened. This is not an indictment of Fromm to be clear. I'm not getting into that mess. My personal opinion about the Heisman first three time winner. (laughs) <laughs> my well that kid at Penn State's gonna win right the Heisman. running back yeah I don't see how he doesn't win are you still voting I don't know I have not been told if they took my vote so I've been proceeding as if I have a vote uh oh oh ah, here we go here we go see, it better be it better either be Mark Ricks oh, hold on, hold on. better either be the president or Mark I was gonna say it's a, it's a, my man uh, President Obama in here calling me Obama, okay. Couldn't get Reagan on the phone? Look, you can't... My view of this is, is, is as such. I'll tell you Jake, Jacob Eason beat out Jake Fromm for the starting position. He got hurt. Jake Fromm <laughs> has played well enough for Georgia to win. and He played, I would say, very well against Mississippi State. Other than that, it's been well enough to win. I'm sorry. They, I heard your daughter back there. Sounds like she's in the Royal Rumble. One of the two of them is going to be the starter, right? Well, They're going to have to be the, Bryce Ramsey, right? Or or Terry Godwin, which is I think what they did one time, didn't they? Did they do that in 2015 in a um, game? I don't know. That reminds me of a story about Heinz Ward, a Kentucky fan, told me this weekend. But keep going. They're basically going to have to have. I don't see any other way that they don't have an in, you know, an end game, you know, an end season competition for who's going to start in a particular week or over a two week period, and you just take it from there. I don't. I mean, I do think it is completely unrealistic and unfair to have the person who got injured, who had clearly won the starting position, to never play again. Because, uh, you know, this isn't, you know, this is only weeks that he's not coming back. It won't even probably be two months. So you have to assess who gives you the best ability to win moving forward. That you have won with Fromm doesn't mean that you wouldn't have won with Easton. In fact, I would suggest that they would have. But that what you need to do is decide which of the two, Fromm or Easton, just because Fromm was better six weeks ago doesn't necessarily mean he'd be better in three weeks from now, 
But you got to decide which of the two is better. It's that simple. It's not an agenda-based thing. It's not, you know, it's just that. And if if they decide to go with Fromm, it can't just be about momentum. If they decide to go with um, Eason, it has to be because he gives them a better chance to win. This can't be about luck. This can't be about... Um, perception. Yeah, why are they doing that? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. Kirby's only doing things up there for one reason. That is to win football games. That's it. Yeah, well, I would say that to the point about it. Because you know what's coming. Either way. I can't verify this so that people could call me as a journalist. This might be lazy, too. But that was just it was just pure lazy. And I can give it a Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, whoever said that about Eason. It probably came, if I was going to give a theory, it came from the fact that people had tweeted images of Eason and tweeted that he, had, and there were stories that he had come back to practice, but that he he was not really practicing, he was just at practice. He was he was taking very limited reps, right? Mainly with the third string because he has a sprained knee ligament, which which suggests, if Palmer's correct, that somehow magically. Bryce Ramsey has defeated Jacob along the way. I mean, you know. Well, no. So I think it's come on. A, we see we see him feel so much more information on a daily basis, uh, yep. sort of on the surface, and it, it maybe he just picked that up. I don't know, but it just comes down to laziness. I'm not. Tr- I'm, I think a lot of times when people want to talk about fake news and agenda and the media and all this stuff, I'm not going to say it's not out there, but these kind of mistakes, it's just because. A lot of people in the media, like a lot of people in every industry, they're either lazy or rushed or whatever it is. That was that was just it's kind of there's there's three things there. You're either stupid, lying, or maybe what lazy and just uninformed. And that one was an uninformed, right. and he was still talking. So that kind of stuff pisses me off. Well, and then, and then, but the other problem I found with it was that he rolled into the. This kid reminds me so much of Aaron Murray, basically, and I think that and he said he couldn't sort of tell why, except the fact that they both wore the same number. Well, does that mean if Zamir White goes up there next year and he wears thirty four, that he's going to remind you of of Herschel? I mean, like it's such a simplified thing. And by the way, Jesse, if you want to come on the show. That's great. Come on. You know, we can have a substantive discussion about this. I mess shit up all the time in my job. And it kills me. I can still remember typing. You missed. What what, what was the last thing you misreported? I've never. I'm sorry. You're right. I've never. I have never gotten a story wrong like that. Or a detail wrong where I said a kid was like healthy and he wasn't. That's a pretty big um, mistake. I, I, I make typos, and it drives me nuts. Like when Not I misspell something, or I like... That's know, like saying Nick Saban versus Nick Saban. Well, like I, I, I'll say I misspelled Scott Strickland's name one time, uh, like five times in a story. And it, that's Banner Herald. And it really I, bet, I bet you 20 people on here don't know who that... The 20% of the listeners don't know who that is. But dude, I, I still think about that. Sometimes I lay in bed at night and think about that. And it drives me nuts. So I, I'm not trying to say that, that we're, we have to be perfect. I'm just saying that, that there was no reason to wade into that situation. Like, if you didn't know that Jacob Eason was healthy or not healthy, 
you shouldn't you just shouldn't have said it like that was I think the other thing to pick up on here is often and I think you and I can do this is often you're so eager to talk about what you want to talk about he wanted to talk about Jake Fromm Right. All you got to do is say, I want to talk about Jake Fromm, who's done a fabulous done job, a job, in, their, in, in his opinion, over the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, you Perfect know, question. I don't know if I would characterize it as a fabulous job. If you want to talk about this past game, that was fabulous. Uh, the three games before that were enough to win. So that that's just, this is very nitpicky, very inside baseball. I don't know how nitpicky it is. It's very inside baseball. The other thing that happened Friday night that is not so inside baseball is, the three clowns on ESPN, I'm not sure who they are. And by the way, this is not an ESPN deal. It's just I was watching the games. ESPN loves Georgia, let me tell you. They bring them a lot of money, a lot of eyeballs. They have a contractual relationship with them for uh, a 20-something year period. It's into the 30s. So ESPN has nothing against Georgia. They are for Georgia more than they are for I mean, certainly the Pac-12 schools and the Big, Big Ten schools. But anyway, um, I say all that to say this. When you say that the SEC is the worst conference in the country, two of the three people on there, I'm not sure why they're, uh, how they're qualified to let the audience know that the SEC is the, the, the worst conference in major college football. I'm not sure what their qualifications are, but – Qualifications or not, what are you talking about? Well, you have to provide. Okay, you make this statement. That's your opinion. Where's the evidence? Give the there, evidence. There's not. I mean, the, the SEC is four and one against the ACC this year. Right. Period. And they, like you have said to me in an article that people should be able to read by the time this is out, they had the most teams ranked in the top twenty-five at the time of this comment. <laughs> So it's just it's stunning and like because I personally don't give a shit about no. what conference is the third best and all this crap. I don't. Well, care. I, I think you can make a case for sure. I just don't that, care. That well, let me, just, let me just say this: if you want to make the case that the Big Ten is better than the SEC, I, I think you can make that case. You've got three very good teams on one division. You got Wisconsin on the other side. If you want to make the case at the ACC before this weekend, if you want to make the case the ACC is better than the SEC. You could, you could sort of make that argument because you can say, all right, Florida State's the second or third best team in the country. Well, you can't make that argument now. I think we know that. I mean, you're going to say, oh, well, NC State's a bunch of badasses. They lost to South Carolina, who is not great. Not you want to talk about Georgia Tech, who has looked improved, or at least it seems that way. They lost to Tennessee. Syracuse lost to uh, LSU. Somebody else lost to another SEC team. I can't remember off the top of my head. So... It's just completely disingenuous. It's a bunch of groupthink, and if you, it's the same thing that re- revolves around how Mississippi State is just this this thunderstruck team that that is just killing people, and now we're going to say they're overrated or overrated. Well, you're the one that continues to do this. You're perpetuating it. This week, the team of the week is going to be the dogs. Yep, and TCU. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's just so overdone. It's consistent. It's constant. It, it, it never ends. The ACC right now, to me, has three legitimate teams. I'm not sure how legitimate all three of them are. I, I think we know Clemson's good. Yep. How good, I don't know. Miami has not played. They've played two games. Uh, and, and as it relates to Virginia Tech, 
I mean, they've got a good win over West Virginia. I'm not sure what the line is in that game with Clemson. It was seven, which for me was a little high. But, you know, if they beat Clemson, yeah, it's still at seven. So if they beat Clemson, you know, fine. But just Clemson ain't going to get it done for an entire conference. Just Alabama is not going to get it done for the entire SEC. But when you start going down the line, I mean, the SEC, Clemson didn't exactly pile drive Auburn. They won that game by a score at home. It was a win, but it wasn't like what they did to Louisville on the road. So yeah. every, everything can't – I mean, it can't be both things. It can't be that LSU sucks, Mississippi State is great, and then they're overrated because Georgia kicked them really hard. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like right now, Clemson and Georgia are the only two teams in the, in the country that have two wins over top 25 teams. Alabama doesn't have any. And you're telling me Alabama, I mean, so Alabama's clearly the best team in the country, I think. But would they win it right now? I don't know. But I, my, my fight here more is that I don't know why people are not allowed to talk in nuance or speak in nuance more. I mean, why can't you just go ahead and say that Eason is hurt and you acknowledge that and then give praise to Fromm? I mean, that's okay. Why can't you point out that the SEC at that moment had already had three wins, a couple of them on neutral fields, okay. over the SEC? You're either stupid, you're either lying, or you're uninformed or lazy. I, I'm sorry. Or lazy. Un, uninformed I think they're just lazy there. I uninformed think they is uninformed. If your job in the, is in it's the media, stupid. if you are uninformed, you are lazy. So it's just stupid or la- or stupid or lying. You're either you're either just saying that because you know that that a headline of ACC is better than SEC is going to get attention, or that little soundbite is what you're looking for. So you're either an agenda driven that's lying, or you're uninformed, which in this case, which is basically stupid. That when you say that that the SEC is the worst conference, like I could, I could see if you say if you wanted to say that maybe another conference is better, or or two conferences. Yeah, but if the SEC has the most ranked teams currently in the country, I would say if you made the statement that the SEC is the worst conference now, that you didn't know that you didn't know that they had the most ranked teams, which is laziness again. It's just follow back on that. And to me, if you're watching ESPN, you're paying for ESPN. If you're on dog post, you're paying for dog post. Not me. Same, same basic principle. So if you're paying for something, the person or people who are reporting, I'm not talking, this is not like a political agenda deal. The people who are speaking and adding commentary and or they are reporting should report what is actually accurate. And in both of those cases, particularly with Palmer, yeah, he just screwed that one up. He he just missed it. And again, if any of those folks want to come on the program, you can think we're a joke. That's fine. Don't care. I've probably been doing this longer than y'all. In fact, I'm pretty certain I've been doing it longer than y'all. And I'm pretty certain that I've been doing it at a uh, relatively high level too. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's not a, it's not like y'all are better than us. We've got friends that work for ESPN currently. We've had friends who've worked for ESPN for a long time. This is not about the reporters. This is about getting the story right. It's all good. You just screwed that one up. Let's move on to the next play. 
Don't do it again. Uh, it happens. That's it. It should. It Screw should. It, it shouldn't, though, man. Well, hopefully, you know, like the bit we're not where the ahead. issue would to end this though is that somebody has to say to him, "Hey, you can't talk about injuries or status of players if you don't know." So just don't don't even wade into that. But you know, a lot of times these people are above the fray and they don't even get the information that, that they need for their own personal insight or uh, corrections. So hopefully they watch the film. Going to get better. Just trying to get better every day. And don't screw that kind of stuff up anymore because it's not it's good. So it really is as simple as last week you and I were talking about the Florida game with the Gators. I mean, with, 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 with Tennessee. And I went – we. And you, you presented it one way, and you said, you know what, check that. I want to make sure, you know, you didn't put it exactly like that. But I went back and looked. And we said on the fly, we adjusted what we were saying. And it was a matter of just going and seeing what had happened. I literally could not remember. And, of course, Georgia had a game that night, so I can't watch every single game into detail. But we went back, and look, it was as simple as going and looking to see what happened. That's it, not more or less. And, and I just, I'm just disappointed because most college football fans get their news from ESPN, period. Most sports fans get it from there. And you've got to be prepared, and you've got to represent what is reality that really is reality. Now, let's, let, let, I'll, I'll end it there because we've not talked about the Vols at all. I, I feel sure. I'm just – I'm sorry. I've watched Tennessee play – I watched the entire Tech game. I watched the entire UMass game. I watched the bulk, although I had a hard time with the ending. I watched the bulk of the game with the Gators. These guys are not good. It's bad. It's bad. It's so bad that now Butch is blaming the media. That's when you know you're really yeah. in trouble because that team, they got, I think I really like their freshman running back, Kelly. I like He's that. good. What Butch Jones did today, though, talking about the media perpetuating negativity, just real quickly, this has turned into like a media, uh, a, a discussion of media. You know what the media does when your team is winning and good? They write about your wins and how yep. good you are. Mm-hmm. And what, is the, what does the media do if you give up 600, over 600 yards rushing to Georgia Tech, you lose to, to a, bad, a, a mediocre Florida team on a Hail Mary. You barely get by a UMass team. What does the media do? Um, they write about all the issues that you have as your football team. That's, that's not the media beginning negativity. That's the media commenting on the current state of your football program. So for Butch to kind of take that route, the I want the media to help our cause sort of route, he's in a lot of trouble. And he has actually get fired after this season. And I kind of, you know, don't I have no sympathy for people that he needs to say, we got to play better and just shut up and get back to work and stop well, talking let, about the Let's media. just be clear. It's and not our job. Guy says, he says words like nega vols. Are you hearing that? I, look, That's people who are it's, negative. It's, it's, it's not our job to do his job. No, and it's not his it's job to talk simple. about negativity about a program that, had, quite frankly, I mean, what are you supposed to write about? I've always liked that comment about that Steve Spurrier had about Kentucky back in the 90s about how good their punter was. That's essentially, that's a really funny, it, that's really a nuanced joke. And that, that's basically what Butch Jones is asking the media to do, 
is to write stories about their punter. They look for positive in a sixty-five to nothing game. That's what Steve. That's why I love that that joke from Spurrier there about Kentucky. If your team is playing well, every damn story is going to be positive, unless you got some off the field issues, which Butch has had as well. So he well, just there, needs to there, shut there, up there and go back to there are good things about I and mean, this is, the running back is legit. I mean, yeah. he, he is legit. He is he is a very good player. Okay. But watching them it's t- it's tough to stop Ted. Okay. I mean, in fact, the kid is leading the league in rushes. He's got four hundred and fifty yards. He's he's good. Um and then the Dormandy kid's got he's like the number four passer in the league, but he just is not you know, there's there's just no – if you watch them play, if you literally watch Tennessee play, they're just not I, – I don't, I don't know how to say it. They're just not – they're just not good sometimes. I mean, there's like – you got UMass le- leaning on you. UMass lost that game. They are 0-5, Fletcher. Yeah. 0-5. I mean that, and, and, but you can't base it all on one game. I understand that, but they just have not looked crisp or good at all. They're going to have to. I mean, Cal, they're going to have to do Fletcher what no one has yet done against Georgia, which is be productive offensively. And you're talking about you're talking about a Tennessee team who I, I just I don't I just don't see it. I'm as low on them as I have been probably. Only other one other time uh, in in covering this conference uh, have I been this slow on Tennessee, and that was when they were just straight up bad in, in 2010. I mean that they just they don't I don't the quarterback doesn't make a lot of plays. Um, the defense is sketchy, I would say at best. Um, they're just they're allowing, bro. They're they're allowing. <laughs> You remember the bad matchup Notre Dame had? Do you remember what it was against Georgia? Can you remember off the top of your head what we were talking about? For Notre no. Dame? It was the rushing defense. It was right. Notre Dame's run defense against Georgia's. Tennessee is allowing, and part of this is because of Tech, but Tennessee is allowing 242 yards a game on the ground. Yeah. Yep, can't win football games in the SEC uh, doing that. It's just, it's really bad. They're, they're offensively, they're having a hard time, you know, getting going. And they've even had a double overtime game to pump up offensive statistics. And it's just not there. It's not great. I just think Butch is a soft individual. I think Butch Jones is soft. Um, and I think I say that because of days like today. I, I, like if, again, you just it comes down to really accountability for me. You're you're going to waste energy and time talking about the, the media writing negative stories about you, um, you know. And you use words like negavols. Uh, you say things like brick by brick. Uh, I just don't think it's a me, good, me, can you spell that it's, it's N-E-G-A, which it's negative. It's the it's a it's a play on negative. Oh, nega negavols. I guess it's like oh, his way of saying that fans. He's basically saying, he's trying to tell you, like, hey, he's saying you're stupid to fans and media. He's going, look, all these, you're watching this product, you're looking at it, and what your eyes see is wrong. Don't be negative. 
just support it and it's going to be fine. Like, no, we don't got brains. It's, yeah, it's not going to be fine. It's a bad that, that's, fit. It's been a bad fit since he said that brick by brick stupid shit. And it, they, that's Tennessee's been in this now. They, this is their third coach that just was not a good fit. I don't think Butch is a good fit. I don't know what you – I mean, it's that's a tough job, bro. Tennessee is a tough job. Uh, it's just a tough job. It's not Georgia. It's not Florida. You don't just have – it's not Alabama. It's not LSU. It, it is – if you took Clemson out of South Carolina, it basically would be South Carolina. It's a really small state with limited athletes in terms of numbers, and you have to win nationally. And how do you win nationally? You go out and get kids, and you win big. You can't get the kids if you don't win big. They hadn't won big in a long time, man. This is a Tennessee team. Now, this you know they could go eleven and one this year, all right? But it's been they ain't beating Alabama. All right, they could go ten and two. They could go ten and two. They could go ten and two, man. But they haven't had ten win seasons since in ten in well ten seasons, two thousand seven. Hey, what they do in two thousand seven? Well, who was their coach back then? Really? Hmm. Somebody that was a good fit. Now I'm not saying they sh- shouldn't have parted ways with him, but the key is you gotta have you gotta find your guy, and they haven't been able to do it. But it's I mean whatever. But even even bad. you know I mean. Like Dan Mullen, great fit at Mississippi State. I think he is, yeah. And I, I don't think they're done winning football games. Now, they might go 8-4. and four. Right, but at Mississippi State. I'd say 8-4, and four, man. I'm not so sure. I mean, they're, they're a big dog to this week to, to Auburn. They, got, they still have Alabama. But they've already played LSU and beaten them. They'll beat Mississippi, I think. There's well, nothing. I know it's a bottom line business record set. Record is who you are. But I think what State has is a team that their fan base should be very proud of. And it's it's not necessarily the result they wanted this past weekend, but I think that that's a different – it's it's just in, it's an interesting, different situation. I just feel like it's this, The Vols, though, man, you know, this is when you were growing up and I was growing up, and that game was huge with Tennessee. But when when Fulmer was there, I mean, they, they regularly – I mean, without question, they regularly were in the top 25. Okay, since 2008, Fulmer's last season, they have only twice ended the year in the top 25. This is the past two years with Butch. Okay, so I, I think all the negativity towards Butch, I, I think basically what I'd say about Butch is you've won three bowl games. You know, you, you've lost a few times to Vanderbilt, so that ain't great. But you, you've, you've won a few bowl games. You've ended some seasons ranked. You've gone 9-4 and four back-to-back, not bad at all. But I think this is just what they are with Butch. Now, if you're Tennessee, you've got to say, hey, is that okay? And, and I, the alternative to that, I see a lot of sevens and sixes and fives and sevens and sixes. and se- I mean, I see this, this run of... I guess this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. They lost to Vandy last year. I know. They, you know. But you go seven years in a row without winning more than seven games? That's not on Fulmer. That's not on Kiffin. That's not necessarily on Dooley. That's spread out through all those guys. And Butch. That's, a, that's an institutional problem. That place has not been run well for a while. 
when we were in our youths, Tennessee was a pretty good at a lot of stuff. Basketball, women's basketball, they were, I mean, dare I say dominant. Football. I mean, this, this is what they did in football. I'm just going to read the bowl games. And let's not forget that the Citrus Bowl was a huge deal. Citrus, Gator, Citrus, Citrus, Orange, Fiesta, Fiesta, Cotton, Citrus, Peach, Peach, Cotton. Wow. Now, some of those cottons were a little bit of a joke because of the two, in the year 2000, the cotton wasn't what it used to be. But that's a pretty good run. I mean, when you go 11, 10, 11, 13, 9, 8, 11, 8, 10, 10 wins – I mean, there's only, Fletcher, there's only 10 programs in major college football who have won 800 football games or more. Tennessee's one of them. Right. Would you know that if you thought about it today? Yeah. Would you you think, would you think, do you think, we've had this discussion a fair amount of time, do you think, who has a brighter future, and this is not a trick question, who has a brighter brighter future, Clemson or Tennessee? Because they're similar. Well, Clemson has their fit at head coach, so it's pretty. No, good. no, I mean, I mean, over the next twenty-five years, I mean, Dabo's not going to be there for twenty-five years. I mean, it should. It should be, it Tennessee. Should be Tennessee. Yeah, but you're not so sure that it will be Tennessee. <laughs> I'm not so sure that Dabo. Twenty-five years, man. He'll be almost eighty, I think. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old he, he is. There that long, but um, yeah, I think he'll be there long enough to. Edge out these volunteers. Well, they, they, I mean, those two are not the same at all. Not the same at all. And they're, they're not, I mean, yeah, Dabo could be there for 25 years. That'd be, he'd be at 72. He could, he, could, he could do that, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know about I mean, that. He can't, he can't go back to losing to Carolina five years in a row, but, you know, you'd be amazed what a, I mean, they had to they had to run Danny Ford's cheap ass out of there hard. They were not letting him go because of that national championship. That was going to have to about kill somebody up there, and I'm not sure if that would even do it. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Tennessee, you go up there, they've improved it a lot. You know, your 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 draws are Nashville, where you're fighting Alabama. Memphis, where you're fighting Alabama, both Mississippi schools, which is a dangerous triple play, as well as the Hogs. There's really not a lot of kids in East Tennessee. Now you're fighting Georgia and Atlanta, and that's just not a fair fight. Well, everybody's I, I, in Atlanta. I don't know what you do. Everybody's in Atlanta. Yeah, but Tennessee is like the sixth option. I don't want to talk about Tennessee anymore. You oh, put me in a bad yeah. mood. I think we said all we need to say. I mean, George, it's tough to play up there. We know that. It's tough to play anywhere on the road in the conference. So, uh, what's the line? Seven. Wow. That's a big line. You're a home dog by seven? Ooh. I'd have to go back if and only, look at if, if, I, if, only these, uh, if only these Vegas um, line Jeez. setters weren't so negative... I got a bunch of negaballs out there in Vegas setting these bad lines up, really hurting Butch Jones and his program. What a loser. All right, let me give you the lines through the years in Nashville, in, in Knoxville, okay? So this is just Tennessee, Georgia. 
2015, Tennessee or Georgia was a one point favorite. I'm going to start from the beginning here. Let me, let me go back to 1995. The Vols were a... These two teams were not... These two were not at all the same back then. Uh, in 1995, Georgia was a 12-point dog. In, 17, in 97, they were a 9-point dog. 99, they were 10 2001, one of the big, one of the few upsets of seven points or more in the entire history of this series. Georgia hobnail boot. Tennessee an 11-point favorite. 2003, the dogs were a two-point favorite. 2005, Georgia was a three-point dog. That was one of the biggest wins of Mark Rick's career. Number five, Georgia going in and really beating up Tennessee. 27-14, Tennessee scoring a late touchdown there. So they were a three-point dog, uh, dog there. 2007, Georgia was a one-point favorite. Got throttled. 2009, Georgia was a one-point dog. Uh, I said in 07, they were a one-point favorite. In 09, they were a one-point dog. Lost 45-19. to In uh, 2011, probably the most important, one of the most important games of Mark Rick's end of his tenure. 2012 win over the Vols. Malcolm Mitchell with a big play late from or in the third quarter, Aaron Murray. Georgia was a two-point favorite in that one. In 2013, Georgia was a 13-point favorite on the verge of blowing the thing out. Marshall Morgan barely missed that field goal. They have to win it in overtime. Marshall Morgan kicks like a 50-yard or 40-yard. And then in 2015, Georgia was a one-point favorite and lost uh, after having a 21-point lead. So there were some there were some huge wins for Georgia and Mark through the years. Well, specifically Mark through the years in, in Neyland. But there were a couple of collapses, too. Right. 07 was bad. That wouldn't have collapsed. Tennessee just beat their ass that day. Yeah, they that just whipped them back. Hey, what year was it that you and I went there? Or was it just me? I guess it was me. I saw a guy so drunk, man, that he fell. No, this is an 11, right? Or were you were you there in 11? I was there in 11, yeah. Was that, that wasn't the year. In 09, this guy was so drunk. You know that parking deck right when you – there's a huge parking deck at Neyland. Yes. That guy fell off about the fourth floor of the parking deck. Oh, I was fell. with you. That was in 11. So was that 11? That guy, man, he was all bloody. He hit those rocks, man. I could have sworn he was dead. Yeah, I was with you for that. Did you see that? I remember that. That's frightening, man. I had well, not remembered that until you brought it up. Y'all drinking out there, man, please be careful and don't do stupid stuff. Like, you want to drink and stuff? That's one thing. But, damn, that was nasty, man. That's just, that ruined my day. I remember that. I still remember that to this day. But you know, people in Tennessee don't need drinking to do stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny how you're like a, such a savant about it. It's funny how you remember all those specific plays. I remember in 2009, it was the first time I've been to Knoxville, and they had the best food in the press box. That's the kinds of things I remember. They had hot wings in the press box. I was so happy about that. Cause I, was still, I, I was still a college student then. They had done a great job. Tennessee of I mean it's such a big big place it's very industrial so it's not the prettiest on earth but they've done a much better job of dolling that place up kneeling everywhere around it um it's 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 the thing about Tennessee is if they ever get momentum in a sport um they had their fit in basketball with Bruce Pearl man they made it to I'm two just, elite eights in basket men's basketball. 
I think they made a mistake with Bruce Pearl of firing him. They had poor leadership. You know, well, there's plenty of criticism. Yes, Let me say this. There's been a lot of criticism of Greg. I've been critical of Greg. With, with, but again, I've been doing it with the facts. I'm not sort of like, like I can say hello to Greg and not like have, like I don't have an agenda against him. I don't, you know. I can do without Greg, but whatever. But, but like, here's the thing. That AD at Tennessee, yeah, bad. He, he wrecked him. He just straight up wrecked him. And you can't, you can't have that, man. You can't have that. All right, Fletcher, what are you going to be doing this weekend? How are you going to be preparing for Georgia, Tennessee? I'm going to a wedding. I'll be back. A fall wedding? Selfish Fletcher. people. It's, uh, Fletcher, it's, Fletcher, it's, Fletcher. No, it's terrible. Um, for whatever reason. I've Do got, I need to get my daughter in here to scream at you? Yeah, no. It, was, it wasn't up to me. And I can assure you that if I wasn't in the wedding, I would not be at the wedding. And I've said um, my, to my significant other, um, if this wedding had been, I'm going to have to miss a Kentucky football game for this. It's Eastern Michigan. If this, I've now covered 38 consecutive Kentucky basketball games. And I don't know why this matters to me, but as long as I am covering Kentucky basketball and football, but I will not miss a Kentucky basketball game while I'm covering it for the Courier Journal for any reason other than I'm dead. <laughs> so, what about a funeral, though? Um, Grammy can't give you butterscotches anymore. I won't, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, I don't know why I care about that kind of stuff, but, um, yeah. The truth is too, though, unless the cats are playing at A&M, you could probably, you could probably, not not that that the audience cares, but you probably could get to the the funeral and back. Yeah, I would make it work. You could make it it work. They'll make it work. Maybe the birth of my kid. Um, how's that going? (laughs) <laughs> just just doing a lot of practicing right now um it's just i just i can't believe people get married in september or march because i i'm i'm not going to be at a in wedding march, in march. I mean, wait, I, march yes we have a wedding we're supposed to go to in march and i've already said i will not be there because i know kentucky will still be playing basketball and i i just i can't do it i got married this is when you get married, you get married to a different. I mean, you better find the right fit. You don't. You don't <laughs> want to have. You don't want Butch coming into your program and blowing up your family. Hey, one last thing. I guess it's kind of a private conversation. I guess I really shouldn't say anything well, about it. But well, I was, what's private anymore? You're just putting it all out here on this. Podcast. No, I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I was talking to somebody on the sidelines who, who's kind of buddies with Stafford through the years, and I go, uh, "How's that baby thing going?" He goes. He goes, man, I think it's going pretty good for him. I go, could you? And I, the conversation just kind of moved on. It was a boring game in the second half. And I go, uh, could you imagine being one of those guys, somebody in like 18 years trying to date one of Matthew's daughters? And I said, not because Matthew's a dick, because he never he never was. But like, how do you step to Matthew's daughters? Like when you're 18 and, and, and 16 years from now or whatever it is. I'll tell you, man, 16 to 20-year-old boys – do not they they a lot of them do not have any cares about those kinds of things They're so too so dumb to even be scared. so all right so you would date bill elliott's daughter this is the equivalent for you no uh yeah I mean, that wouldn't <laughs> you'd be scared after <laughs> no, death man no i no i think it's different uh i think that 
Huh. I think it. I think Stafford. I think first of all, anybody's dad. I remember being a little kid back when we had the home phone, and I huh. would call people on their home phone, and I would pray that that the dad or the mom didn't answer. I'd be like, while it's ringing, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And when the when the parents would answer, I would always be like, oh man, like. I think it doesn't matter if it's Matt Stafford. It's just a good dad, and that makes you. That's already weird to begin with. But I don't think. I think Stafford would probably come to the door um, <laughs> with a with a shaggy beard and his hat turned around backwards, and he'd be like, "What's up, dude?" And I don't think that would be that intimidating. <laughs> I think if it was Nick Saban. Yeah. How about so uh, wait a second, dude? You know who would be kind of scary to date their daughter, though? Honestly. Bro, Joe Cox would—he would give you the—he would look at you like you were crazy if you came in the door. Todd Grant, Todd Grantham, defensive coordinators would probably give. Bro, you I just said Joe Cox, man. I don't know. We got that redheaded thing going. He's got those eyes, man. He would. I'm scared of Joe. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I don't know. I think if Joe ever got started, he wouldn't stop. But yeah. the uh, defensive coordinators would kind of freak me out. That would be an issue. Football coaches in general. I just think well, poor poor Willie Martinez. His daughter went to school at Oconee, I think it was. While I mean, she was of dating age when he was going through all that stuff. But when he got finally got fired in two thousand nine, brutal man. It's tough. It's a tough job, man. It is tough on the whole family. I, yeah. Let me think on that though. No, it, I could date. I would not be afraid to ask Bill Elliott's daughter to the prom that. Just because uh, that well, wouldn't be an issue. I don't know who my equivalent would be. I don't on think that Bill Elliott would be the right. I mean, I, I certainly am a. You know, you know who I took to prom, and I can have her confirm this. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I have to get. I have to get some video evidence. I'm gonna leave it here because I gotta go fix popcorn for the tyrant. But. Uh, <laughs> I went, I went to prom with uh, the, uh, Cooter from Dukes of Hazard. I went to prom with his his niece, believe oh, it or not. Shit. Huh? Really? Yeah. That's that's so random. No, well, she was super cute too, man. She she still is, but I don't. I'm not allowed to stalk her anymore. I guess. <laughs> well, I'm gonna look her up on Facebook and and see how that how that was. She's married, man. She's long gone. So am I. Your yeah, life is over. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go fix some popcorn. Right. Thanks for joining us on the roundtable. Sorry for the last fifteen minutes. <laughs>